0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him And reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. At a cursory glance, at kind of an infantile view of this, the temptation can be to view this demand of God, it can lead us to believe that He is a hibernating bear and lead us to this kind of don't poke the bear mentality. And for you local beer drinkers, I'm not speaking of the one they make downtown. Don't poke the bear. If I don't bother God, then he won't bother me. If I don't reach him and catch his attention, then I'll be safe. If I don't awaken him, then I don't have to deal with this vengeful God. And this spirit is something that exists within our pews. Because I've heard throughout this pandemic, well, I think this is God punishing us. If that is our view of God, as this bear that we don't want to awake or surprise or cause any stir against, then we begin to live a life as Christians that is simply a life of duty, that I must follow these demands to stay safe or ultimately it leads us to just live a life in fear. But in our second reading today, St. Peter says this, he says, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason to hope. And if we misunderstand who God is, then we'll be incapable of giving this message of hope. Because a disciple is someone who communicates God. And if we just simply communicate a duty, then there's no desire to fall in love with a list of commands. Because loving God means following His commandments, yes. But following the commandments or the moral life of a Christian, as Cardinal Seurat says, is simply to take on the mind of Christ. And if we take on the mind of God, it's not simply thinking as God would think in some lofty way, but it's beginning to act as Christ would act. It's beginning to love, as God has loved us. It's no longer thinking of God as someone distant who we don't want to awaken, of looking only for him from without, but it's a movement to look to him from within, from within our own experience, to recognize those effective movements of our heart, those ways that God has stirred a desire within us, a way that God has begun already to satisfy our longing for him in this life. And to rethink of our relationship with God as a relationship of love and not simply duty enables us to grow an intimate knowledge of who God actually is, a God of love, a God of joy, a God of life. It enables us to live then as those early disciples, to live boldly like Philip from our first reading today, who understanding this, understanding who God is and the promise that God gave in his farewell discourse of the gospel today to send an advocate, Philip knew that he could take the life of God within him, the life of God that remains in him, and share it with others, the true life of a disciple, because Philip brought healing physically and spiritually to the people of Judea and Samaria who he went out to. And he, as a result then, as Luke tells us in the Acts of the Apostles, brought joy to that city. If we begin to fall in love with Christ, if we begin to see as God sees, if we begin to take on the mind of Christ, then God becomes manifest to others in our words and actions by our spirit of joy. And for us to be disciples and for us to take on the mind of Christ, then we must be cognizant of how this advocate promised by Christ today is active within our lives. So we take those gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit that were given to us at baptism and brought to fulfillment and confirmation are operative in our daily life, to do a daily examination of conscience, not only thinking about those ways that we've poked at God with our sins, but as I've shared before and I'll share again, to be cognizant of the gifts that God has given to us, of the areas of growth that God is calling us to focus on, and ultimately the grace that he's willing to give us in order to accomplish it. We also can look further to study God's word study scripture daily you know throughout this pandemic a family from the parish shared with me that each day of the week they would read over one of the four readings that we would have on that upcoming sunday they would study it look over it yeah maybe spend just 10 minutes on it but again awakening their heart to the love of god made manifest in his scriptures Maybe we can read a book together as a couple or as a family or even just as an individual, taking maybe a game night or some new experience we had throughout this pandemic and replacing it with a time to be formed as a disciple. To take our family, take our experience of the faith and allow it to become even more alive in our expression of the faith. Or individually, maybe you can just get together with friends. If you're married, maybe make a deal with your spouse every other week. You know, my brother shared with me that he and a group of other fathers would gather early on Saturday mornings for Rosa breakfast. They would get together super early so as not to inconvenience the rest of their family. They would eat together, maybe pray a rosary together. At times, they began to unpack certain church documents a couple paragraphs at a time so that their life as fathers became not only an experience of, what, of the Father's love here at Mass but it began to be an experience that enlightened their families and their neighborhood. Maybe as a family, as vacation plans may have been changed, maybe simply take a pilgrimage up to Pilsen, the birthplace, the hometown of Father Capon, or maybe go down to Okarche, Oklahoma, the birthplace and the home of blessed Stanley Rother. You see, the whole life of a disciple is not meant to be one of duty, one of commands, one of boredom, but one that is alive, one that takes on a spirit of joy, because it acknowledges where the advocate promised by Jesus Christ is coming to us and remaining with us. My brothers and sisters, we're being called as God's disciples to act like Philip, to be bold and to come alive in our hearts, to not simply follow God as an infant, and to follow him because of duty, but to allow our faith to emerge as disciples enlivened by the Spirit who gives us a joy, a joy that does not close in on itself, but a joy that extends through us as God's disciples to the whole community. Taking on the mind of Christ, acknowledging the grace of the Holy Spirit will lead us to a true joy, a true freedom, freedom from sin, and the ability to become humans fully alive as God's disciples.